so um should we should we do a retrospective like again? Are we, I, i'm okay with it it's fine i don't want it to be boring but i think it's it might be kind of interesting to we do. could do a retro you do a couple things maybe that we can improve or whatever yeah all right one thing that i think we can keep working on and i got feedback this way um along these lines was because we were talking a lot about visual stuff obviously we have a video but a lot of people don't get to listen or don't get to watch the video um so i would love to try and figure out ways that we can make it easier to see what we're talking about uh in of course in some ways the website is that and so you can get see that on your mobile device i also know that there are ways to change like temporarily change the uh the album art for a podcast while it's running um which i think could be another cool way to do that it's it would be small but uh it's something you know to have whatever we're talking about on the actual podcast app as the art for like that temporary mm. amount of time while we're talking about it I think that could be really cool. Um, the podcast app I use actually, actually just released an update where you can zoom in on the, the art. So uh, that could actually be really valuable. I've used it a number of times when podcasts I listen to um, are talking about something visual. Yeah. So I think finding ways to make it easier to see what we're talking about without needing to watch the video would be, would be useful. I do think as part of that <clears throat> remember to explain the visuals maybe yeah i think i think that's a yeah. good idea as well like as if people aren't able to see the visuals talking through it a little bit uh, is a good idea yeah that was just something i noticed when i was listening back yeah. to it i was like oh sometimes we just totally forgot to explain <laughs> explain <laughs> yeah hey this that's is that's really that. neat i yeah. like I this liked... design yeah. I that was going to be my feedback as well in general that I think we need to make sure what we're talking about works well for audio since we call this a podcast not everyone is actually watching the video Welcome to UX Files. We've got some <laughs> new. We're regressing like our. We've our got intro. some yeah, news yeah. for you. <laughs> that was such an awkward intro. <laughs> All right, I think uh, we should talk about um, the most recent news in video game console world, and that, of course, is the releases of the Xbox one series x is that the right name uh the... <laughs> we could have a whole conversation about the naming of the xboxes naming. but yeah oh, that is, is what it it's xbox, called is it an xbox one s or xbox one x or an xbox series x or, or the xbox? xbox 
360, Pro. which was the Maybe? Xbox Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they have the worst naming conventions. Sorry, they don't have naming conventions. No. Other than well, the word Xbox. And this is what the Series X looks like. It's of the Xbox. Yeah. It's it's literally a box this time. Like it's just a box. Like before they've at least had some uh, you know, I don't know. Hey, but at least affectation on the top. Yeah. I think it glows green or something or maybe it's white. That's cool. I not that I ever look at it. It feels very well, 2001 playing. a space odyssey to me, like an obelisk, uh, like Yeah. Yeah. See that? Or I, I don't know. It it does feel very futuristic in a refined way um i don't no you can go i was just gonna say i i agree and i but i like it and especially compared to its competition i might be biased but shall we show the competition (laughs) i think it is nice i think it is kind of awkward like it it, how does like this may not fit in a lot of people's tv oh like absolutely not yeah but which is weird, but I do think it fits in entertainment systems better than this does. <laughs> There's a lot of people that like this, and I, it, I, it's possible that I'm just like I, I question sort of their sanity, fanboy. But I look at this and I'm like, this looks cartoonish. Like this looks like a cartoon version of like what the future of consoles would look like. I've heard a couple of uh, good comments saying things like, this is what, if you were a kid in the 90s, you imagined the future looked like. (laughs) So I guess it's wish fulfillment. That's what this is. Yeah. I I haven't looked at this much, so I haven't seen... This is probably my second time seeing this. I haven't really looked at it. It, It's not bad. I mean, it's, it's definitely different. So yeah, I don't know how to think. It does look futuristic-y. Very, very futuristic. I'm Some always stylized. Glowing lights. So I think the way that the blue is sort of glowing from behind that like band or whatever that black thing is there is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind the white and black aesthetic in general. I think the white can be a really clean. Like Xbox has done that too. I, I think it's nice. It's just the weird shapes with the like ears sticking out of the front and Mm -hmm. i've always felt like xbox controllers were aesthetically better and and more ergonomically better in in pretty much every way than playstation controllers this one looks like it's actually like ergonomically to hold better than any of the past ones Mm -hmm. yeah but it just looks it just looks weird to me it doesn't look nice and to help all those listening it's going to be very hard to explain the ps5 so this thing doesn't make any sense from it a, looks like a spaceship yeah it doesn't make any sense but the they're future. trying it i mean have you like if you remember like the original playstation was weird the ps2 was just a box again kind of mm-hmm. and everybody loved it the ps3 was or what was the what did the ps3 look like the ps3 was a the original one was thing. a weird it ha- you couldn't stack anything on it because it had a curve like to oval. it oh yeah yeah so like i it's it's not out of the realm of the things they've done, uh, but ergonomically, you can't put them on their side easily. The PS5, especially, like how often do you want your big game console to be out on top next to your TV? Because that's what they're forcing you to do. The, yeah. the Xbox doesn't look good on its side. I've seen pictures of it because it's 
it but at least it will go on its side i guess mm-hmm. um i, don't I like that they're both totally different looking mm-hmm. i guess that's a nice well thing. you can really it's tell great the for different parents brands. it's great for parents because they can say i want the really weird futuristic one that's what they asked for it's that mm-hmm. thing at, oh no they asked for the square garbage can like it's <laughs> now let yeah. me let me be fair to PlayStation, which um, I don't do very often, but I recently watched a walkthrough, a video walkthrough of their UI for the PlayStation 5, and it actually looks much better than the old UI, in my opinion. It looks, like, really nice, actually, uh, to the point where it was, I was like, I had some, I'm not envy, but I had, like, an urge to want, to just want it. <laughs> I, I'm like that with a lot of UIs. When I see a cool UI, I'm like, oh, I need to get whatever that thing is. Um so I, I th- like props to them. Their their hardware is super ugly, but their so- their UI is actually looking pretty good. Well, the whole push for this generation on the har- on the software side, I've heard the Xbox dashboard's pretty nice too. Um, but it's gotten better for sure. But the whole push is instant on gaming, which from a usability perspective is amazing. Like that's why I loved my Switch, because th- when you turn on the Nintendo Switch. If you had a if you had slept it before, like I'd get back into the game like immediately. Like th- I remember growing up, it'd be like a you know at least three to five minutes to get into your game sometimes with the loading screens yeah. and everything. And like that's what these consoles do, because they've realized like oh wow that's actually speed to doing your task is actually a big deal, and that's coming into this game you know these consoles which actually will save your state even if you reboot the console which is pretty neat that is cool yeah so it's interesting to see what you know what the future of the the next console generation is um i hate when these things happen though because then i'm like i want to get the newest one and i'm like i don't need the newest one (laughs) but it's there it's always hanging over my head but i have never bought a home console except for the switch it's the only one hmm. i've ever bought you should man i well i play on the computer I, computer yeah, that's the, better that's the problem uh I, so i have yeah, another link last week we talked about uh <laughs> ios icons and stuff uh bit with big sur but i one thing we hadn't ever discussed was the ability that you can now customize your icons kind of hackily on ios and i this was one that I found that like, you know, it's a retro style, but so it's less about that and more about like, what are your thoughts? And like, this is a very interesting thing that's happened where everybody is just going all out customizing their, <laughs> their candy colored I I- iOS. I love, I love that. It's out of tier. Yeah. Go ahead, John. No, no, no. You go. You got it. I was just going to say, I-, I love this. I, I don't like that it's such a hacky way of doing it. I wish there was a more streamlined supported way of doing it. Like in order to do what you're seeing here, it would take so much effort. Uh And it's like, I don't even want to try it because if I don't like it, or if I see another one that I like better in like a week, I'm going to have to do it all over again. (laughs) So I've just stayed away from it because of that. Um, And it's frustrating because I want to customize. I think everyone wants to customize the widgets are great, but um, something like this is, would be really cool. Yeah, and for everyone listening, the 
the specific app icon set looks like it's from Windows 3.1. Is that no, no, no. Right? This is very much <laughs> Apple System One. Mac, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Way I'm sorry. cooler than Windows. That's then. very true. Very true. Because I, I think these are pretty cool. I, I, I like. They are. The style, I like them. I, think I cool too. absolutely. I, I did one of these. I made one change to one of my icons, and I was like, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no, because then it launches. It launches shortcuts. Yeah, I can't. Like I don't know how people would stand that. Every time you open an app, it launches shortcuts and then swaps to the app. Oh, because that's oh, what all these are, that. right? These yeah. are just shortcuts they're shortcuts that you can you can change the image um, icon for the shortcut, and that's what everyone's doing. So it's just opening the app by clicking on a shortcut that has a oh. custom icon, and it has huh. to open the shortcuts app first, right, to be able to get you to huh. uh, the app. It's pretty annoying. This still looks pretty cool. But it's neat that they're allowing people to actually customize that. Yeah. I feel like that, that yeah. would never have been allowed before. No. Yeah, it's not a very yeah. Apple thing. And I, I don't anticipate them making it easier either. <laughs> like, yeah. That doesn't I mean, seem like do a very support, Apple thing. They do support the ability for third-party developers to allow for have it, or for changing their icon. Have you seen that? That's yeah, that's I have seen that. Cool. That's really cool. No, Instagram um, does it. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the app that I've been working on, we have like we're ending we're gonna end up with like ten different icon options. So to me that's actually very surprising that they're uh, that they allow that. Mm -hmm. But I they think do because it's like controlled. Um yeah. and you know it's it's app by app and it's um not something that the user can just upload whatever they want. That's one like of my favorite things that apps do. I love it. Yeah, In fact, I, I want to offer on the one that I'm working. I want to offer like a old system one style version. That'd be cool. Love it. I actually have to submit one for work tomorrow. I have to save out all the files for the the help. Oh, you have an entire. Have. You guys launched a new app. No, it's just we're transitioning. Frontline's transitioning one of the companies we uh, acquired into the frontline brand as oh, far okay. as the visual okay. side and so the health one they they're updating it all oh so. they have an app they had an app already that you're yes yes about. got it yeah been there done that looks great <laughs> uh, so do we want to hop into uh rev the a meaty review yeah i love meaty reviews John, do you one thing launch I do want to uh, oh, okay. one thing I see we have on here to talk about. What is this other website? Uh, uh, I'll bring it up. I th I was thinking about skipping it. Okay, well, I only say this because I want to say I don't like it. Well, and and I think most designers would agree with that. For one, I'm not even I'm not certain what this what the like the visual style is. But for those of yeah. you who are listening and are watching because it's also not clear when you're watching. This is a site I found that has pre-made logo design like you get on Fiverr or something like that, except like they supposedly are like one-off. So if you buy this like tiger logo here for $250, then no one, you know, it's, it's not going to be out there in the wild no pun intended yeah. for somebody else to buy. So that concept is kind of like, oh, that's that's interesting, but yeah, but I, these and kind of services are just very funny to me. 
that I, I, and I know people designers who do this actually. There's a few that you guys would know that have done this uh, and they 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 make logos and they'll sell them on the side. Okay. Um which I think is fine, but I also think depending on the price they're undercutting themselves. And well, it doesn't it's not like you can the even industry get, itself. Yeah, well, it's not like you can even get a recurring royalty off of this business model right. because these are no. you sell this what tiger once for 250 yep. bucks. Yeah. They probably just change the uh, color. And I guarantee <laughs> that a lot of these, especially the more intricate logos. So for those listening, some of these are more sport type logos yeah. where they have animals depicted and things. And those are going to take longer in general. A lot of these will take definitely longer than like there's one for $70 here. I, I guarantee that took longer than an hour to make. So yeah, they I'm need to charge more. I agree. I, I agree that the pricing seems kind of low. Like they could have probably doubled or tripled easily the prices um, because I think these are pretty good logos. I, what I like about it is that I think it's a cool idea like to have like nice logos made and just like there are designers that are just thinking like, all right, I'm going to put two letters together and make a logo for that because somebody out there is going to want like, m and w next to each other um and now there's a cool logo and they can just come buy it and it, and they're the only ones that will have it i think that's mm -hmm. pretty cool i agree that it's underpriced i think that's a problem and that's a problem in a lot of economies like like mobile gaming <laughs> and the 99 cent app that now people expect all apps to be that or less or free um, yeah or free uh -huh. like, or fiber on dash like yeah so, but I do I, think like the concept is kind of cool to have these pre-made but one-time single-use quality icons. I want to read this sent this thing that's on their homepage out loud though, it's because I'm not sure if it. I, I want to see if it will make me understand it better. So, <laughs> they will not. Hello, human. The year is 2020. <laughs> you don't know it yet, but Can the you way read this in a robot voice. But the way you get quality design will change drastically starting today. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I should continue in that voice. I thought it was okay. No more waiting and blah, blah, blah. And then my favorite phrase, let the design humans, that's like with a dash Designers. between it, do what they are so great at so you can focus on what you are great at. Welcome to the future. I, I don't understand this at all. Like, why is this the lead off marketing? For, like, why is it not like, anything else yep and i don't know I'm what the name is how do you say their brand name do you, yeah. any fin any effin any effin logo maybe? you can get any effin logo you want yeah but they also do fonts it looks like and other there's assets. only two of those okay anyway i i thought this was at least an interesting conversation and at most an interesting conversation but it is I might make a suggestion to anyone that's a designer listening to this. Don't go through a service like this. Just sell your logos yourself. You don't need to go through a service like this. So, but because they're going to take a cut and but, but there's this, no reason. This fish logo. It's a nice logo. Yeah. I'm most confused about that little intro paragraph about why some of the words 
don't have spacing in between the words. It looks intentional, but I can't tell. And it's like, why not download this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not download uh, okay. All right. Anyways, I just had to I had to bring it up because I saw it and <laughs> you were like, I, what is this? You hate this. <laughs> I, I hate it so much. Uh, I hate it, too. But, you know. I like it. I'll be the dissenting view. <laughs> you would. <laughs> this just did. I wouldn't use. I wouldn't make a logo for it because I would want to charge more. But yeah, <laughs> I like it as an idea. Like imagine if it were this, but it was. No, like I like it as an idea. Logos and they were more expensive. Like it was more premium. Oh yeah, no, I like that. I, idea. Would be I agree. Different. I agree yeah. with that. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Is I, I like guess. the concept. Yeah, marketplaces like that are always inherently going to seek the lowest common denominator, though. And that's what's so hard about any sort of like you saw this with. I mean, we already mentioned about the app store, like people seek because of the way we are. We seek this lowest possible cost in a lot of scenarios. I agree with that, but I think there's a there's room for like a premium service. There is difference with the app store is that the developer the individual third-party developer was like choosing the prices um now it's a probably a chicken or egg thing right but uh whereas with a service like that like the service probably could dictate pricing or at least price ranging ranges um and therefore like demand basically that it's a premium service and they're going to get less business but obviously each sale is going to be a larger number so yeah like i feel like it could be a, a good thing and not like negative for design economies but i do think it's too low and and that doesn't help the design yeah economy. are you 250 bucks though like that's just so much for what amounts for to like a, yeah what what <laughs> amounts to like a couple of lines on a page <laughs> i could put a w and a c together yeah how hard is it yeah, it's just like modern art. Yes. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Yep. All right. I'm just we not going to start. Tran- <laughs> transition music. Dun, 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 uh, dun, 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 dun. Oh, speaking of music, uh, that was the thing I was going to say as the sole smiley face oh, yeah. in our retro was our music, our intro music. I do like the music, yeah. New composed We're going to do a new piece every week. The world. Oh. And... We also launched our social yep. accounts. And you guys so posted go a ton us. on stories, and I did none because I don't do that. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. I tagged you. Don't worry about I it. I saw. Yeah. And, of course, our website. But yep. let's move on to our, our review yep. for the day. Um, so this is a service that came out uh, a few months ago, I believe. Um, it is created by the same people who created who create Basecamp. And that is actually the name of their business, Basecamp. Used to be, I believe, 37 Signals, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, so and then they the, changed. I didn't even know that. So this company. Yeah. Yeah. This is Basecamp. Oh. Yeah. Very cool. So they they launched this. They actually, you should check it out on their website. They have a whole um, article or a handful of articles about just how they acquired the hey.com domain and like the story behind mm-hmm. it. Um, which is pretty interesting, but anyway, so they, this is an email service, um, that is not just an email client where you would like use that client to view your Gmail or Yahoo or AOL.com accounts, but 
it is an actual service. So, you know, they're hosting the email. It's, it's everything you need. Um, and their goal with it was to rethink email uh, and rethink like how we use email and try to make email a better experience. So um, I used it for a couple, maybe like a week uh, in the free trial and ended up um, paying it. They, it's a yearly subscription. I think maybe eventually they'll have monthly subscriptions, but it's a yearly subscription. Um, and so far it's been totally worth it. Um, so I wanted to just talk about it from a, from a UI and an experience standpoint, um, because I think it's really unique and, uh, really interesting. So, uh, I'll just go over, I guess, quickly some of the high points, like what makes it unique. Um, and then we can go from there. Uh, so you see here, uh, this thing that looks very much like it's a typo, the inbox, one of the very few things that I'm not a huge fan of because it feels like it's trying to be a little too cute. Um, I think they call it the inbox aside from like, just trying to be different. They call it the inbox because they say that this is where the important emails should live emails, like from your your mom or dad or your best friends or whatever. Like this is, these are where the important emails live. Oh, thank you, Tori. Well, is that what um, it's, I, I never did read, but is that what yeah, it means? Yeah. They're okay. saying, because these are where like all of the other emails will go into the other buckets, which I'll get into in huh. a second. So you, uh, the <laughs> important box, I hope no one from Basecamp is watching this. Um, yeah. so anyway, I mean, that when you get a new email for the first time, you can see that screen five first time senders up in the top left there. Um, if you click on that, basically any new email address that comes in, um, you they show up in the screener first. So you can actually choose to not receive any emails from a certain address. Um, so in this case, if you didn't want to get an email from UX files, UX files at hey.com you could say you could say no and you would never see emails from that that address again uh you could say yes to one and that would deliver it automatically to your inbox or like what you you saw tori just do there you could automatically sort it to always show in the feed or the paper trail so the feed and the paper trail if you want to click tori on the feed we can start there these are basically just like uh, think of it as like a Gmail label or a, a folder or something. It's essentially that, um, but it's the feed is meant to hold, house like newsletters and things that you may want to read, but you don't necessarily care about like on a time, uh, like on a timeline or anything. Like it's, it's something that you may or may not get to at some point, but it doesn't really matter when. Uh, the paper trail are for things like, you know, order confirmation, delivery notices, uh, things that are more transactional. Um, so the idea is as you get emails, they come into the screener, you sort them to go to either the inbox, the paper trail or the feed. And then, um, and by default notifications are turned off for all emails. So the idea is like, automatically sort things into the right place um, and then only see the stuff that's really important and then give me a good experience for viewing the things like in the paper trail and in the feed. So Tori, if you go back to the inbox and send something to Can the you, feed. Are, are you saying inbox 
or inbox. inbox. It's it's tough to inbox. tell what you're saying. Yeah. It is. For those so listening, it's I M B O X. Tori, click on the avatar in the list there. This one. So the yeah, one thing I will say about this, uh, I really like the UI. It's very opinionated, and and there is some learning that has to be done. They have a pretty good. Um, uh, onboarding flow that teaches you a lot of this stuff. So it's most people aren't coming into it cold. Like a viewer to this show might come into this. Um, it's a it's a nice onboarding experience. They give you a lot of information. It's easy to mm -hmm. easy to use. So if you send one to the feed, Tori, and then view one or two to the feed, and then view the feed. Um, another thing I like about this is that these these keyboard shortcuts, so you can click one, two, or three to toggle between the inbox, the feed, and the, the paper trail. Um, this little post-it note's kind of annoying, but can are you able to get rid of that? Can you click next? Oh, go away. Yeah, well, this is part of their onboarding. This is part of their onboarding. onboarding. Yeah. yeah, and in a way, the first time you get on, it really- You want that, yeah. Yeah, it helps. So what I like about the feed is you can see here how like, the emails are in this long list and they're open. I think if they're really long, they there's a some point where you have to click see more. Um, but it's actually a really cool way to like browse things like newsletters uh, and that sort of thing that again, you you don't want to not see necessarily, but you don't really care. You know, you'll you'll look at it while you're standing in line at the bank or something like that. Um, and uh, and it's just a nice way to browse those those things. Uh, the paper trail, on the other hand, uh, shows a little differently. It shows more like a list of emails, like the inbox does. One thing I like about the paper trail is that you can you can choose to have emails from an address bundle up. So, for example, like receipts from Amazon, I can have bundle up so that they only take up one line. And every time a new one shows up, it gets put in the top of the list. And then I can open that bundle and view them all in one place. So there's a lot of these like little things that they're doing that actually make email more fun to use. Um, and like, let's be honest, you can do a lot of this stuff with existing email services. You can set up filters and rules and things. Um, but a lot of it just comes down to the UI the automatic nature of a lot of this, the fact that they're like, they're purposefully um, by default trying to help with uh, uh, distractions and things like not turning on notifications automatically. You can set to get notifications with any email that comes in, you can, or you can have notifications for just certain senders, um, you know, so you can have control over that, but by default, they're trying to, you know, make email less annoying and less frustrating. And so uh, uh, that's a way to do it. You can, you can add labels to each of these emails as well. Um, there's a lot of other like little neat tricks that you can do uh, with Hey, but that's kind of the, the key stuff. Um, yeah, I will say, <clears throat> so I tried it back, I don't know, number of months ago. And it didn't really stick for me, partially just because of the, you know, the pay, the pay window. Um, not that I am opposed to them doing that, because I, I kind of like apps that make you commit. It helps me at least when I have to commit to an app. Um, 
But the thing that I want every single other app email app to do is the screening. Uh, first time senders. I think the way that they have they make this work, like it just pops up in the corner here. It says screen for first time senders. You click it and like you can easily like instead of having to go manually create labels, it's really this isn't that this isn't that crazy of a concept. And it shows you what like thinking about something like email in a very like first principles way can come up with these things like this isn't different functionally, but the way that you get there is so much different that I think, I mean, I want this in, you know, in Gmail or whatever. And it wouldn't surprise me if they added that because Gmail has a little bit of that kind of stuff built in, but not, it's not quite as streamlined as this. And I love being able to, you know, just quickly click no and, you know, you're never going to see that again because I get stuff all the time. Like then I've got to go unsubscribe to it or whatever. So to me, that's it's that is what I like about Hey more than anything else. I don't actually like everything else about it. I personally, I tend to stray away from these kind of. It's like material-esque, but then it's even more lightweight than material. And mm -hmm. some of it's just a personal preference, but I actually, there's a there's some things that I have a problem with the way like things always keep, feel kind of floaty in, in some of this. And like sometimes it's hard to see things, like some backgrounds disappear and stuff. Um, again, some of those are personal preference. I do actually like this menu. I think this menu is a pretty cool choice mm -hmm. where um, I'm not sure I've seen something like this where pretty much everything is kind of right here and it gives you the shortcuts and um, yeah. So the menu I, for everyone, if you want to explain the menu. What it looks yeah. Like, the, men, the menu has pretty much anything you can do in the app. It's almost like a quick, quick access bar like you'd get in Slack or something. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like that because you can search. It says type to go to a person, place, or label. So it has search, but it also has all of the like typical navigation, like John was saying, inbox, the feed, paper trail, um, all in this one spot. And I, I, I actually think this is very successful. Um, I think it keeps the app feeling very simple. Um, I personally might pull back a little bit on that just for the way that I use applications, but I actually think it's a really cool um, way of doing things. I mean, if you've ever used Basecamp before, you can see some of the things that they do there where there's some stuff that's only intuitive once you've kind of gotten into the flow of how it works. And if you subscribe to how that works, then it works really well for you. Um, but mm -hmm. for me, sometimes it, it gets in the way of me being able to do some more power user type stuff, but that's, you know, that's fine. I think most of the time. Yeah. I, I like, Hey, so far, I, I honestly signed up for it today. And the thing I was most impressed with was the onboarding feature. Like John mentioned, it was really, really intuitive. They walk you through it very simply. The signing up was uber easy. They ask you to put your name in first, which I knew what they were trying to do. They're trying to figure out your, um, your email address. So you put your name in and then if it's available, they just give you your name plus at hey.com i love that yeah it was super simple and then you just go through you know you 
put your password in and then it walks you through the differences of hey and what's you know what makes them unique i love like everything else said as well the only thing i think i i didn't necessarily love is what you hit on tori is the the super i don't know the right word for it but minimalistic um depth they give it i guess like like you were saying like it's not different different enough as far as showing you what sections are new it doesn't kind of block it off enough i think if they just did some slight tweaks for me personally i think it would improve it um and that's things like for the people listening things like if you're looking at an email just seeing where the top information is so you see who it's from but then you can't really see a difference of where the email actually starts. If it's a white, if the if it's just a white email, no other background colors, they make it a little difficult to see where the email starts. And for me as a designer in marketing, it also I think that that annoys me a little bit, or it's just it annoys me. But that affects what I'm doing when I'm designing a marketing email because sometimes it might just be hard. It doesn't give the same feeling or visual to a recipient that you're going for. Yeah, I could see that being a pretty big, I would be interested. I don't really have any marketing emails in here, but I would be interested to see how the way they render things like affects some of that. I do like the conversation when it's a conversation. I think it works pretty well. Um, I'll, I'll save my next thing after you keep going. I have a couple other, I was just going to touch on one email that I sent to myself as far as you mentioned how it renders things out. It did make some of the links odd. Like it, it seemed to not render the HTML as well, which not email, surprising. <laughs> yeah, that's every client, email client renders them differently. So that's not that surprising. But that's all I was going to say on that. So... The other big issue that I have is, okay, so they talk about this built-in workflows with reply later, um, set aside, and like focus and reply, which I guess is like a, you know, you could go through and reply to a bunch. So I have no problem with this in the sense that I think email needs to be improved. The problem I have is at the core of this, we have something called email (laughs) and something called email. All we do, and I've seen uh, tens of apps that try to just tack stuff around this whole concept of this threaded thing that is almost impossible. It's like this, you know, this, string ball of string that can just go anywhere and like email to me is the worst method of communication I can have with somebody. Um, I understand why emails there and digital communication. (laughs) Well, but see, and this is what happened. Like we've tried to replace it and I'm not saying that there is anything we've come up with because Slack has its, has its issues. But I, but like for me, I'm not sure where email fits into my my personal way of wanting to communicate and the ways that it does, I don't usually like, and just having those, those kind of workflows doesn't help me. 
And so that's my problem with any any email. This is outside the conversation of just this is like I hate getting emails in that format. I would much rather if it's a collaboration it needs to be a Google Doc. Uh, if it's a quick chat, it needs to be Slack. If, it, if it's a communication, it needs to be Slack. If it's a transactional email from a receipt, okay, I guess email's fine for that because I don't really, there's no other method. But like there's, to me, it's like email is such a, like a vague, like what is it actually good for? It ends up being very hard for me to use effectively. That makes a lot of sense. I, I don't use email a lot for personal communication either it just isn't how it works out in my life and like even i think mostly for work but even then like uh, at my work it's it's all slack really but i do think there is there is space in the digital communication sphere um for non-real-time communication uh that is like you know that is a digital version of sending physical mail like there is a it's a one-way street uh and you can always send it back but it's sort of like these you know one-way uh, collection of one-way you know movements uh and and that thing will sit there until you're ready to uh to to look at it and once you've looked at it you can go look at it again whereas in things like slack or uh other other tools other types of applications like you don't necessarily have that so all that to say i'm not like the biggest email user in the world but i do think there is there is value in it and i think like the email um just email in general is so vast and so ubiquitous and so like easy not easy to use necessarily but it's easy to get it's free in many cases like it's it's not going away and so i think like efforts to try and improve the experience and make it more automatic and you know make the ui nicer and just feel easier and nicer to use i think should be applauded and and hey's not the I first agree. company to try and do that there have been a, a number of one of them that have it's just the first one for me that kind of checked at least most of the boxes and i think it's a company that is I love that they're charging for it. And I think the price is reasonable for what it is. I think it's a company that is, you know, been around for a long time. So it's not some like flighty startup that could fold at any moment. They yeah. are, you know, trustworthy. They they have a good track record of building quality, like long-term products. And I think like they're, they're working on, build, on, on versions of hay that, um, that are made for like business use as well as well so there's you know for, for from their perspective both the you know individual you know b2c user like us and business users i think could could benefit from from what they're doing here um and they they release pretty frequently they they try to Im innovate a lot and there have already been like improvements and changes since uh the fairly recent time that i've had this so uh to me it's it's exciting so one thing I will say is this reminds me of an even more stripped down version of um, when Google had Inbox. And I actually used if you I don't know if you used Inbox at all. Yeah, I loved Inbox. And then they killed it as they kill everything because they incorporated right. some of those features into Gmail. Like 
I almost always have used installed clients. Like I just use Mac Mail because I actually kind of like how hmm. straightforward it is. And I've used a ton, but I've always ended up back at that. But I used Inbox, like the only web client I've ever used because it actually had some similarities to this where it, it didn't have everything. And I think they've done a cool, some cool new stuff here. But like basically that idea of like, what do you need to actually see? Um, mm -hmm. I think is one of the, like, that's one of the core things you have to answer in any design you're doing. Like when I'm doing a design, like I'm doing some designs right now for um, uh, a Zoom integration with our permitting software. And it's like, what do they need to see in every email they get? Um, mm -hmm. And that's actually the most important thing. And that's the problem you have to solve. And this is solving it for all of your emails at once, which is really yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, but it's, I love that it they works pretty well. Differently. Yeah, the fact that they're thinking differently is great. Yeah, I don't think I you should ever like totally bash somebody who's tr who is trying to take a concept, turn it on its head, and see what shakes out, right? Yeah. Um, and they have a history of doing that. They did that with project management and stuff too, and right. some people love it. Mm -hmm. My only hindrance is again something that you touched on, Tori is. I'm probably not going to pay for it. It doesn't bring enough value to me yeah, exactly. to pay for it, even though it's a, a not that expensive. I just something yeah. I need specifically. So I don't probably won't pay for it. The new email address is also kind of a big deal breaker. So mm -hmm. if it wasn't clear when we talked about it, you have to create a hey.com email address. It's not an actual email client. It is a full email service because they want to, you know, control the end to end. And I get that, but that is a little bit of a deal breaker for me because I'm not going to change my email address. That's why my parents are still on, uh, you know, they're just on a, some Comcast. My grandparents are on net zero for, you know, or, or Yahoo, like because change, yeah, changing an email address is a pain. And as much as that's kind of like a generational thing that I think of, like, I don't want to do it either. Like I'm happy with Gmail. I'll probably use it until I'm 90 if they're still around. So like, um, but the, here's the thing. Like I, I, I agree. It's hard, but I just forward my Gmail. Emails sure. But I don't want to, like, I don't I'm want saying, to like, it's not, it's not that hard. Like it's, I, I have been forwarding them since my Gmail since the beginning of me using this. And I have very slowly been tra transitioning my email it like in like services and stuff to, Hey, and it com it's completely fine. Like it works. What I'm well. telling you is that I have become an old person. That's what I, <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to do that. And I never understood that previously until I read into some stuff like this is like, it doesn't matter to me if it's not that hard. I have other stuff that I care about. And so far this hasn't shown to me that it, that I'm getting any value out of spending hours of my time transmit, like doing yeah. that. And yeah. I don't, I, there, I'm with you. It, it may be like, th this is just me. Like the way my brain is working, it may be worth it, but that's, that is a huge barrier in a lot of UX design that I think you have to get over for more than just early adopters. And I will be interested yeah. to see how they do that to break, mm -hmm. if they want to break mass market at all. So yeah, especially that you have to pay for it mm -hmm. because yeah. that's just another, 
barrier. On the plus site, they did let me do a second free trial because they deleted my first email address. So I signed up again with the same email address. So that's interesting. So they'll actually delete your old email. Evidently. Well, here's here's what I actually really, I like that they delete it because why would they keep it around? Here's something that I think is really cool. And one of the things that actually like got me to pay and, and hooked me in. And that is once you pay for one year, um, you keep that email address forever. So you, no one else can ever have my hey.com email address once I've paid for that year. Mm. So, which is, it, it's like, if I stop, so paying, you can't lose I it, can't continue to use it, but you can't lose it. And That's that was nice. one of the things like, they didn't have to do that. They could have said like, you keep it for a year, get all your stuff off and we're going to delete it and give it to somebody else. I love that they do that. And that shows that to me, that is like, the kind of thing that builds. I trust. just figured out why John likes this so much because he lost his preferred Gmail addressing and his preferred website addressing, and so now that he knows he can't, that can't happen here, he loves nope. it. I I have I have oh you got Gmail it that okay. I've always wanted, and I got JohnEckert.com back. Oh okay good. <laughs> um, Wait, you lost your your Gmail? Oh, this is like your no, not my Gmail. I don't know what John's oh, okay. talking about. <laughs> I did lose JohnEckert.com for many Oof. years. I accidentally let it slip, and then some like company bought it up and was trying to charge a lot of money for it for a long time. But I got it back. Um, nice. But I do. I really like the like the the fact that they are willing to give you that forever after just a year, even if you cancel. To me, is is a great move to build trust with the users. And, and I think it pays off in a lot of ways because once I learned that the barrier to entry to pay was much mm. smaller um, because I felt like, you know what, I could pay for it. If I don't want to do it next year, I don't have to, like, I still have my Gmail. Um, you know, it would be more annoying to switch back and forth, which I probably wouldn't do, but if I wanted to, I could, and I still could switch back if I wanted to, like, it's, I, it's not a, you know, black and white situation, which I like. Tori at hey.com is gone, by the way. John had recommended I go get that like way back, and I never did. Was uh, it available then? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was, but I, I kind of like Tori. I like my full name. It just feels more. Somebody at base camp has the name J-O- John, J-O-N, and uh, com, and I was like, shoot. <laughs> That's not fair. So who is ready for some... Dribble roulette. Let's do it. Dribble me, Tori. Don't, don't. <laughs> okay, let's get this this first one. Oh, that's cool. Is that a real dinosaur? It's also hard to show the name now at the same time as the, yeah. the shot. Maybe, maybe in a future episode, we should talk about these new dribble for sure updates because the fact it's that very questionable. The fact that you can't see the whole shot in a browser. I did see that they're on Twitter that they are re- soon releasing updates that should fix some of this, but it's it's a pretty iffy decision. And it honestly took me a while, not a while, but it, it took me, I don't know, a minute or so to find comments again or how yeah, to comment. Right. It's called it's feedback. Just scroll down. Yeah, it's called yeah, they're feedback. not down here now. It's all this. It's stuff. not down at the bottom, and you have to click the little speech bubble on the right side. Yep. But 
Anyways, we're not here to talk about that now, I guess. But yeah, I guess we shouldn't. I mean, I'm happy to talk about it now, but um, for time, <laughs> we'll save we'll it save for the future. For we'll time's sake, another. we'll just do some. We'll just talk about these. So this is like a chicken mm-hmm. T-Rex fuzzy. Yeah, it looks like a, a lino cut. It does. It's actually pretty cool. I, I'm. I really want to know if this is a real dinosaur. Yeah, the T-Rex have like a T-Rex tail with the, the, We don't know, with do we? We've never it. seen a T-Rex in person, alive. I mean, have you seen Jurassic Park? Well, that's true. They do have it all right. Yeah, it's real. Um, I'm going to start a conspiracy that Jurassic Park is a real place. Any other comments on this one? I didn't really have a ton. I wonder how he did it, if it was in um, mm. Illustrator or, for some reason... After watching the Adobe Max today about the iPad Illustrator or their Adobe Fresco thing, um, this just reminds me of a lot of the style that they were showing, at least. So I just wonder if it was any hand done at all, like stylus or something. But it's well done. Like the way the bubbles in the background are, Mm. just that's why I think it reminded me of that too. hand drawn that part or something yeah maybe that'd be cool yeah okay Um, i'll go to the next one this one's also very hard oh it actually it's not that hard to see oh Ooh. i'm assuming this is kind of more just like an explanation like an exploration of looks like it yeah for those listening it's a animation on a iphone it looks like an app sort of you pull down you pull down um and then a animation comes down with it as you swipe down and there's like a planets there's a mixtape and there's a uh, rocket launch and it's pretty cool i do think it's i like this this first one looks very kurskazak to me like if you've watched the the um youtube channel kurtzkazak if you haven't that's my recommendation for the week go watch them there that looks very much like their the first one looks very much like their illustration style and smooth <laughs> this last one looks like it could i i don't love the last one quite as much because of the it's like different the lines i think maybe they're not quite the same style which is fine but the last one are you talking about the the rocket ship uh, rocket yeah. The middle one is obviously a totally different style, but I feel like the last yeah. one could be more consistent if that was the intention, but it might not be. It doesn't feel as I... smooth or something. Yeah. I get that. I think this is really cool. I love the idea. The one thing I wish that they would do if this were in a real app, I don't like how it it takes up so much vertical space. Like, I think it would be cool if you pull it down to kind of reveal everything. And then like at some point it, you know, it clicks and the animation starts, but the, this part where that we're watching, where it's like, after you've completed the pool to refresh and it's doing the loading animation, I wish it was shorter. Like, I wish it would kind of shrink back and have mm. a shorter sort of end state animation mm. for, for the animation. Um, uh, that might break some of these, like the tape that takes up the entire space. Yeah. Um, but it bothers me that they're so tall um, yeah. and they're there for so long. 
I do think this but one would general, be very hard to implement something really cool like this in an app just because of the nature of loading times and sometimes mm -hmm. they're really nothing on these pull through right. refreshes. But it makes me want to try something like this. Like something with a I've seen a couple cool ones, but like I don't know. It seems like something I'd like to try in the future. I think the yeah. tape one cool would concept. work the best because it's like yeah. simple and the the little spinning it's much different. Whatever's inside is like that could be as long or as short as it you need it to be, and it still works. The other ones are like full animations yep. that, like in many cases, it's just going to disappear before the rocket launches. Yeah. it's really. just going to yeah. snap back, and you. Yeah, there's your like, data. Yeah. yeah, and what would be even worse if it, is if they forced you to watch the animation. That would be bad. Yeah, you can't get your loaded. You can't see the loaded oh. until that happens. Okay, here's the next one. Oh, this is great. I love it. Super I like fun. I wish it I is. could illustrate so much because this would be so fun to do. There's something it's a, weird. It's a panda. It's a cute panda bear. It's listening, skipping, and listening to headphones. And there's little music symbols around the panda. But it's the headphones are on like its cheeks. Yep. <laughs> I, I will say there's something weird with the legs, but I don't know what I would do to if I would even do anything to change that. But I was gonna say actually the thing the one thing that I would I could be critical other than my joke about the, the headphones not being on the ears, but I don't think that's a real problem. Um the so there's so this really nice like 3D um, effect being done with like this solid mm -hmm. shading and highlighting at the top. Um, it looks really good. It's done really well, but it's not done on the on the like nose area. Yeah. It, it there is a very thin line at the bottom, but it, what it looks like is a like a very um, thin like sheet that's just like yeah. Like a slight drop above. shadow. Or something. Yeah, it's like too flat. Like everything else yeah. has this nice, like glossy, three D feel, and that's like really flat with just a drop mm -hmm. shadow. And it almost looks like a paper cut in that. Exactly. Yeah. Illustration. Yeah. Just that one part. Yeah. I, and that would have been an easy one to add that three D like shadow and highlight thing. effect to. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure why it wasn't. But there's hey, other dude. ones. There's bonus. Oh, this man, one is a bonus, and they're all really fun. So I'll just go through. There's a fox playing a flute. See, the fox doesn't have See, the same... this is the note. This is the way yeah. I was expecting the nose. Yeah. Maybe the panda did have one. It was just too light to see or something. I don't know. Can you zoom in at all? It doesn't matter. We don't have to. Uh, it didn't have that from my screen. Yeah, it did. There's a. See, here the nose nostrils on this one have that slight drop shadow. shadow. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They could have done an inner shadow inside the, like. Yeah. That's probably what feels so papery. Yeah. Music. But they're really cool. They and they're really all good. playing really instruments, nice. by the way. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. So anyway, I thought these were, oh, this guy's not Aww. playing an instrument. That's different. <laughs> He's eating a sunflower seed. This is a chubby all these. <laughs> this is so cute. <laughs> Who did this? I uh, follow them on Dribble. Catalyst. Oh, Catalyst. Vibes. From Jakarta, Indonesia. Cool. Oh, by the way, did we? Um, I think the colors in all these are really fun. Yeah, they're really good. Did we talk? Did we message the people, the dribble people we've reviewed? I think I was supposed to, and I did not. So I will do that That's tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. 
Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. So are we going to quickly share um, design yeah, resources, like just like a real quick talk of each, and then we post them? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, we thought about having this new segment that we're going to try to do every episode, which is just, we don't have a name for it yet. We're still working on that. Maybe it doesn't need a name, but basically we're just going to um, share design related, like resources, social, social accounts, tools, podcasts, books, documentaries, things like that, movies, whatever that we are interested in or that, that like have meant something to us recently. So um, we're going to try and do that at the end of every episode along with dribble roulette and see how that goes. So Tori, you want to kick us off? Sure. Yeah. Just one that I had found that I thought was kind of interesting and I haven't watched them all yet, but basically a pretty, they're pretty short too, which was actually kind of nice. Cause I was like, there's no way I have time, but they're all like, like under five minutes that I've watched so far. And just uh, talking about, like it says, getting unstuck in the design process. And it's a lot of like okay. physical product design, which I also find fascinating. I love reading about architecture and products and stuff rather than just digital. So that's that's kind of my big recommendation this week. I, there was a cool article about how to become a design mentor. And then when I shared that, somebody at work also shared a podcast episode about how to find one. So I, I I found those really interesting. Um, just like I think as a professional development side of things, like learning how to, whether it's long term mentorship or just short term, is a really important thing. And then the finding one, um, you know, I've had a number of, like, fairly strong mentors in my life, and they've all been very helpful um, in like just deciding what to do sometimes. So. Uh, those Sorry, were... You just had to ask me, man. I would have done it. You would have? Okay. <laughs> I should have asked. Yeah. And, and you would, and you could call me your big brother, not your mentor. Yeah. So. How nice. Be your big brother. <laughs> so uh, I have this one for John. This is your uh, recommendation. Yes. By the way, we will um, we will share the links to all of these things in the show notes and on the website. UX filesshow.com you know this thing's for real because they have a manifesto yes uh so this is my mind mymind.com this was created by i don't know if he had co-creators but uh the guy who was also um like a lead designer or something at spotify uh, for a while he works on Simplis, which is a wordpress template for um, designers and specifically designer portfolios and this is his most recent venture um, it is basically a like a bookmarking tool a way to collect things um, from the internet think pinterest or something like that um, but very much with the idea that uh, you can collect pretty much anything and have it uh, it will auto tag. So there's some AI smarts in there that will auto tag the items. And then the search is really quick. So you can find stuff uh, really quickly. I've been using it for a while and I, I really enjoy it. It's a great way to um, especially uh, collect like design inspiration, um, whether it's just general stuff or uh, like project based stuff. I've, I've put both in my mind. And uh, the, the thing that I, one of the things I like about it the most uh, is that the search is like really fast and the auto tagging is really quite good. And, and I've 
been surprised at how I can upload something, not add any tags myself and type something that's pretty abstract and it will pull it up for me. So mm. I like that kind of auto tagging. You can add your own tags if you want. So sometimes if it's project based, I'll add like the project name or something so I can pull everything up. But it's all just, it's really just like the only, the only browse, the only navigation is really just scrolling or searching and, but it, it keeps it simple. Um, and it's, it's really quite nice and it's very new. So I, I have a feeling they're going to be adding a lot to it in the future. They already recently released an iPhone app. Um, so it's pretty cool. So John, and then very cool. John's recommendation. Yeah. So my recommendation is a, oh, these it's, are cool. It's, it's more inspiration, I guess, in a way, but there's a designer that I've, yeah, I followed him for years. Um, and I love his design style, his art style. Um, so Matt Stevens lives in Charlotte. He's a designer there. He's done a lot of stuff with uh, the Panthers, for the Panthers, I believe. Um, I have one of his posters actually back here. I have one. Of, I was trying to get it off my wall, but I couldn't get it off. Yeah. I have one of them hanging above my computer. So the poster I have back there is, is called Batman's Junk Drawer. So it's just an illustration of maybe you know just what would batman have in his junk drawer anyways this one here is a set of art prints you can buy of his and he did a whole series of what he calls good movies as old books so there are all these movies and he designed them uh, posters basically as book covers so there's tons i like My there's goodness, mad max so fury weird. road <clears throat> a new hope back to the future there's tons and i believe he has all of them you could buy individually and I think there is uh, another page, a poster where you could get a whole bunch of them on one poster. Um, yeah, just something I so cool. so cool. I thought was really cool. And there's just so much inspiration from these. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Just looking at these just from a on the design side would be super cool. And there's so many. It had to take them a long time. So, but they're really well done. So check them out, Matt Stevens. I believe his website, I mean, we'll post it, but it's hellomattstevens.com. Sweet. Yep. That's all we got. That's all we got. Oh, I was waiting for John. John had another thing, so I was waiting for him. Oh, did I have another thing? Adobe oh, Max. That's right, I did. Adobe is Max. Free. Free. <laughs> it is free. So Adobe Max uh, started today, actually. I know we won't have this up tomorrow, but um what's really cool about adobe max i've gone in person a few times and one really neat thing they do is they post all of their uh, their sessions on their website so you can go back and watch them for free so it's very unique because every other design conference i've been to you either have to pay a ton of money just to re-watch stuff and sometimes you can't even get access because the the speaker won't allow them to be re-shown um and sometimes that happens with adobe max but this year it's all virtual it's this conference is total, totally free and so all their sessions will be on their site eventually live but i think you just have to have a adobe account creative cloud account so cool check that out some great great stuff on there so that's sweet. all i have sweet that about wraps it up thanks for joining everybody Mm -hmm. thanks for I, listening to our third I episode 
I think we should force Tori to do the intro and outro every time because it's the most laid back. <laughs> I like doing something different. You know, I gotta it's keep like, it different. We're done. That's it's over. About it. I think, it I think we're gonna cut the video right now. Yeah, good. So now this now. is the post show. That was the oh, <laughs> that oh, was the outro. Yeah. The video just or the uh, music just played, and now we have our. I don't really. <clears throat> I don't have anything specific for. Uh, was there anything else that you've seen cool recently can, or anything? We can, I don't know. I can't hang on for too long today. Um, oh, we were talking about this for hours and hours. I'll uh, say Matt Steven has some other posters, Batman posters he just came out with. They're very cool. I think, oh, I have seen them. Yeah, those are sweet. Yeah, I love cool. Matt Stevens. What, where yeah, are they? Some, um, oh, if you go to his store at the top, just go to store navigation, and then just scroll down slightly. Oh, the they are. Batman prints. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, those are pretty cool. One thing he does that I. I've always thought about doing and have not done is do a series just for fun mm -hmm. on the side. Cause I, I'm assuming that's what he's doing. Most of this for is just for his own enjoyment and to just try it out. Yeah. But he does a lot of these series. The one he did was the air max. He has a whole book, the tennis shoes. If you mm. scroll down just slightly. Oh, um, these. Yeah. That's There's cool. a whole book he made. He printed of each one of those. That's cool. Yeah. And they're all those are cool designs too. It'd be good for exploration of styles too because it looks like he just does so many different ones for that specifically. But that was years ago. I, f I feel like he was doing those 9 mm. 10 years ago. This is a drawer. Who's that for? That is Walter White's. Oh, nice. Breaking Bad. And I believe there was I forget the other one in the series. I think there was I don't remember now. It's cool. Yeah. Love it. Well, so that's all. I, mean, that, I don't That may be it today. Yeah. Work's been oh. busy lately. I haven't it's been busy for me too. Yeah. Been checking out a lot of stuff. Yeah, we have like it's the kind of thing where I had like one project that I was working on and then now there's like six <laughs> and that there was no like in between stage it was like okay good i'm working on because i was working on improvements some improvements to like the way you choose locations in our permitting uh for the software that we make at OpenGov, and like then it was like these five other features and then you know we have very aggressive goals of when we want to ship them so that we probably won't actually ship them all that soon but it's like Okay, well, 
I'll start working on those too. But it's been really cool. I've been ta- I've been starting to build up my um, customer direct customer contacts because we can t- we, we're pretty. It's okay for us to talk directly to customers. And like today, we were on one call, and the one guy was like, "I want to meet with you again. I want to go through like all these scenarios and see how these designs fit into all the scenarios." And I was like, "Yeah." Sounds good to me because some people awesome. you know, don't have the time or the willingness to do this. And this guy's like who wants to like literally go through all of their permitting scenarios with me. So that was like super cool today. That's really cool. Yeah, I've had my work's been in general. Mine is where we have our basic workflow stuff where our intake where people in marketing, at least we have our own projects. So we have all these emails that need to get done. So all that's in our project management system. And then we have all the other stuff that where people just message me directly. <laughs> I have to put it in myself. Um, and so of course, it's gotten, it's gotten more, are... it's gotten very busy with a lot of that, the extra stuff that's been more I'm busy and I have to put it in to make sure it's in there. I'm surprised you guys like, that's been going on for a while, it seems like. And I'm surprised you guys don't like crack down more on that and like make more of a process for that kind of flow into the team. Yeah. And it's it's not necessarily it's not the design team's thing. We we request it's just one of those things right. with companies where you budgets well, get cut or or yeah. they change priorities and then yeah. So. And depending on who's asking, sometimes you like you can't yeah say yeah. no <laughs> so yeah exactly that was some of the stuff today was just things where it was requests from up high uh, so. yeah yeah which is fine it's due today <laughs> okay i'll go get done that. what are we looking at here who's buying an iphone 12 i'm gonna get an iphone 12 pro max i still have my iphone 8 yeah <laughs> i uh I, I don't feel the need to upgrade anymore because there's none of the upgrades are really all that essential for me. Like I think they're super yeah. I think everything's super cool, but like there's it is it's not the cost benefit for me is like if my phone breaks, I will probably just buy the latest one. Mm-hmm. Or like the maybe the previous gen now because I actually thought the elevens were pretty nice. Like so now I could get an eleven refurb for pretty cheap probably once these come out but yeah who it's just it, it's so hefty the it is now i yeah. am very happy that they launch they're launching the the mini <laughs> even though oh, it's not all that, that mini i haven't even checked out what what's coming out with it yeah but for me for john eckert and i've had many conversations about <laughs> these things but for me i my phone works. It's not slow. I I haven't had no issues with it. But I thought, I'm Apple like, well, why would I buy a new one? down phones to get you to buy well, a new one. Just maybe kidding. mine just got mixed. Well, <laughs> eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, I will too. And that's what happened with the one I have now is yeah. I had a six and then I had to switch to a different carrier and just went ahead and got a new I mean, one. I'd love to have the newest all the time, I guess. But man. It's not, it's not necessary. I do it because, I mean, because it's something that I just like and care yeah. about a lot and I'm interested mm-hmm. in. So I'm on the upgrade, 
pro the Apple yeah the program, program. yeah basically is like I'm it's a two year lease yeah you're but leasing. they let you trade in your phone and get the new one every twelve months yep. so mm-hmm. it's basically just a set monthly fee that I just like budget in like that's it's that's what it is you know is it wasting money <laughs> probably but it's just something that like to me is important well, you like it like yeah. I prioritize it. Yeah. Um, and so I may not eventually, I may eventually not do it. Like at any time you can just not upgrade and pay off the last 12 months of your phone and then own it forever. So I, if I wanted to do that, I could do that at any point. I like the freedom of being able to do that. And it's worth the, you know, the cost. For well, me. it's but pretty it similar to me for everyone. upgrading my computer, my desktop every, you know, two and a half to three years, because it's sure. like, I think it's fun and I like, you know, some of the new stuff and yeah. it's like, Hey, this, that feels worth it to me for whatever reason, right. even though it's not necessarily, if you're talking about it, like from a purely monetary standpoint, I mean, it's the same thing. Like my cars are getting to a hundred thousand miles and I'm like, eh, I should get a new car, but you know, that's not necessarily the best yeah. financial decision I'm, for me. I'm yeah. rocking one with like 200. I know, but I don't, so. and it's really more just, I like, cars so i want to you know drive something else yeah, yeah. but everybody likes certain things you know i know and for everyone listening Jonathan is the definition of an early adopter yep for a lot of things which is i'm not making fun of him that's just no if you can get john talking. on your side yeah. for a product he'll be your evangelist like it's he true. was today my... for both hay and my mind <laughs> <laughs> my wife literally hates the fact i will she's such a good sport because i will like I will swap like music streaming services and TV <laughs> streaming services and stuff that like, I mean, she wouldn't have to swap with me, but it's like usually cheaper to have the family yeah. plan. And she doesn't care enough to like, say like, no, I'm keeping Spotify, but like <laughs> so poor, I like, I feel bad for her, but I can't help myself. But like some, like there will be a big update to like Apple music or Spotify and I'll switch from one to the other and because it's streaming like i kind of keep up with both with like some playlists and stuff just because i i guess because i know it's gonna happen um you must have so much more time than i have (laughs) it's not hard i don't like keeping up with it is not hard i don't yeah i have one like playlist that is like basically just all the songs i listen to and i maybe add like 10 songs a year to it it's really not it's and then i take like maybe 10 more off like it's not a lot but um and she, I don't think she does like she's the same. She doesn't do a lot of custom stuff, so it's not the switch is not that difficult. But also like TV streaming services, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, there's not like that much effort for us. Like we have a few shows that we like save or in our library or whatever the that streaming service of the week calls it. But like the transition is pretty simple, and it's something I enjoy doing. Like I enjoy yeah. interacting with the UI learning about the ui like that's what what it really all comes down to is like i get excited about features or ui updates and i in order for me to like dive in and understand it and get it and like know what works and what doesn't i have to use it as a real user and i don't want to like one thing i don't want to do is have like five streaming services of all of these different things going at one time like at least i make it i try to do it so it's like one at a time but yeah and, I, and it's been good for me too, in a way, because I I can ask you about like yeah. recently I switched to Hulu TV, and you gave me a good yeah. opposing view of YouTube TV and Hulu TV. Yeah. So I will say the only thing I don't like about Hulu TV is 
the sorting you can't sort by it's all sorted alphabetically all your channels so like oh, the, channel the, UI, the channelist you don't have a way of actually rearranging it yourself or you can't put um your local channels first which is fairly oh. standard with every other cable or streaming service i've ever used um and it, there's a there's like 800 people or something on their user request that has requested that like let you either manually rearrange your channels that the lineup you want or put the local ones at the very beginning of your list anyways so i will say i have tried almost all of them <clears throat> for the sole purpose of the f that um college games for the acc teams we watch are only available on the freaking ACC network. <clears throat> yeah. And so I have it too. <laughs> and and it's also really unclear like which games are going to be on ACC network. Sometimes they're just on ESPN. And then okay, the most roundabout way we wanted to watch um this is the most difficult thing to ever watch is um it was the women's pit volleyball game. And I had the way I had to do it was okay. Hulu technically has the channel, so I got a Hulu trial because I f had an email address that I could get a Hulu trial. Hulu TV. I got to it. <clears throat> Nowhere to be found Locked is up. ACC oh. Network. Nowhere. Oh, really? huh. Not anywhere. So then I looked into it some more. I got an ESPN Plus subscription because they said they had ACC Network. No. Uh. Uh. Okay, but then once I signed in with my Hulu TV subscription on ESPN Plus, then I could get to the ACC Network games, but From not which platform though? through Hulu. Plus. Oh, oh, really? No, 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 no. On ESPN Plus's UI through my Hulu oh, okay. login because Hulu gotcha. evidently okay. has that contract, but I couldn't get to it in Hulu. And I was huh. like... Like what? How do we get to this point? Like, how is yeah. this at all something that we should get to? Like, it's ridiculous. Like the fact well, that I can't just watch my games. They're not even. It's, it's funny because like people hated the old cable mm -hmm. bundles and stuff. And I think like where we're at with streaming is still much better, but streaming services have become sort of that big bundle, super expensive, like, because you have, there's yeah. still at the behest of the content makers and the people that own the channels and they want their money and they're like even more so than ever like fearful for their future and they're like so they're they're not gonna like let go of that value that they hold and so like we've run into the same thing where hulu and youtube tv and well psv is no longer but like their prices keep rising and now they're in like the they're in the range of like oh yeah cable package but mm -hmm. the nice thing is and the difference is like stream it anywhere, super easy to switch, no yeah, contracts. Yeah. So there's still value, but it is it is annoying. Just yeah. go have you ever watched honest trailers at all on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They just did one about streaming services. That was <laughs> <Yeah>. really hilarious. <laughs> oh, so go watch that if you haven't. Uh, I've actually got to run. Thing, John. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you guys right. can keep talking, and I'll just you know leave this running if you want to. I was just gonna say I'd never noticed the Hulu like not being able to custom sort. And I think it's because of the, the fact that they do the like recent the recent ordering, yeah. and so like we'll just have sort of in that top ten like the, mm -hmm. the channels that we generally go to. So it, it's never been a huge deal for me, but I can totally see yeah. the value. 
it hasn't been a huge deal. It was mainly when I first got on and I was like, where are all the channels? Like, <laughs> I, I like, what, how is this sorted? And then I realized it's sorted by network name alphabetically. Yeah. I was like, what? Cause you what? expect that the local so channel to be at ABC. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there, there's like, what was the, one of the first ones it wasn't even ABC. It was like another small channel mm. that you don't use. It's one of those ones like way up there. You never actually watch. I'm like, this is the most, it was very, um, they didn't think about the user, I feel like. And yeah. that, I would think that's an easy, I'm not a developer, but is that an easy thing to change? Because I would think that's not that hard to it's sort. Not hard. Or let your customers sort the way they want to sort it. I mean, it may be hard for them, but it shouldn't be. Well, they yeah. already have the concept of like, of like filtering and reordering in there yeah. because you can filter by news and sports and family or whatever. Mm-hmm. so and recent like that these they're just tabs along the top so yeah uh, the way that youtube tv does it like they have a default but then they have like a custom option and your whatever mm-hmm. your custom option is is just however you ordered your list and it sticks with that so yeah um the things i didn't like about youtube tv things you mentioned i think but the price for one yeah it's more expensive and so far hulu has like everything i needed i there's nothing that i UI is way better too. Oh yeah, it's so I much think. more simple. Yeah. YouTube, I hate that you get on it and it looks like you're on YouTube. The yeah, the home screen really is just like full of videos that you're not trying to watch. Material like design is so bad. Yeah. I hate it. It's terrible. And so then you have to, and then the figuring out. Sometimes you can't get back. I at least I use a Roku TV. Mm. So trying to get back from like previewing a channel back to your list was not intuitive at all. There was no yeah. way to take it back there. And I had to like go show Colleen one time where something was because how to get to the live TV channels. Cause it was in a transparent box at the top, at the top live yeah. and home. I hate and that, I'm like, yeah. why is it? You could hardly that. see it. Just yeah. take me live TV first. Anyway my oh. ui rant today oh yeah so much we can talk more about that stuff than if you yeah we so could yeah could hit i, I stopped recording so. okay we'll see you both see you later. later yeah it's good